is Truth Talks. Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. Thanks for tuning in with me today, here with me in the studio that we have dusted and uh, gotten the cobwebs out of again is the pastor of Bellcroft Bible Church. His name is Pastor Matt White. How you doing today, sir? I am blessed beyond belief, my brother. Awesome. Glad to be in studio with you, man. It's, it's been a while. It feels it feels like a long time, but uh, it, it has, well, it actually has been a long time. In, in COVID uh, terms, it has been uh, decades. Yeah, I was going to say eons. <laughs> right. So, so today, uh, this we haven't done a mashup in a long time. Uh-oh. So there are a few questions that I have, and we can call this mashups. Man, they 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 get dangerous. They get dangerous <laughs> when Buddy's ready for a mashup. Watch out! Oh yeah! Oh, it's it's it's, it's about to get dangerous. All right, yeah. it's so. gets it's dangerous for me. <laughs> Because I have no idea where this is going to go. Well, you're used to saying controversial things, <laughs> i.e., you know, the men's Bible study. <laughs> so, you know, I know you wouldn't have a problem with it. So, so a couple of questions. Uh, some have to do with Christmas and then some have to do with, like, just the times that we're living in. So, oh, man. Yeah. Um, one, the, the first question, I'll just get into it. The first question is about Christmas. Mm. And if you all had, you know, if you watched uh, the uh um, the concert yeah, uh, the other day uh, with the Itzels, you watched uh, Matt preach on Sunday. You saw a bunch of Christmas trees behind <laughs> Matt, and uh, they were that were wonderfully done. I hope I get the person right. I think it was that did them. Uh, it, it was a couple ladies, yeah. Okay, yeah. That so, don't want to be that don't want to be named, so okay. I, I won't name them lest I get on their bad side. Sorry, I'm, there I'm, were two ladies in particular in our church that have the uh, spiritual gift of a, of aesthetics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I'll bleep that name out. I probably won't. <laughs> and then she'll, she'll she'll say something to me on Sunday, but but either way, uh, or Wednesday, either either way, but. Uh, Okay, so obviously, you know, you being uh, one of in the leadership of the church, you, yes. you know, uh, you you, I'm guessing you do not have a problem with Christmas trees. No. Okay, because no. the reason why I ask is because there are there's this huge controversy, and it really comes down to, hey, you know, Christmas is really a pagan holiday, sure. and yep. you know, so can we walk? You know, very quickly, I would say yeah. through some things that you know, it's like, hey, you know. This is, you know, what it is, or is it good? Is it not good? You know, yep. something like that. So sure, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Where, where do you want me to start? Well, let's start with the Christmas tree then. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I know, you know, it depends on who you talk to and who you read on the history of the Christmas tree, mm-hmm. right? How far back you go, and yeah, there is uh, clearly, uh, I think, in a, and I would say, in a loose sense, without question, there is a uh, a connection to. Uh, um, winter solstice Mm -hmm. and paganism and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I say it's loose because it's not exactly what we do, but there was the reality that they brought trees indoors and did things and decorated them and all of that. Mm -hmm. So there is, there is some of that in the history of the, of the quote unquote Christmas tree, but it's not really the Christmas tree because you really understand what we're talking, what we, how we define Christmas. It's all about Christ. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that just turns a whole nother meaning to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but yes, that is clearly there. I would, I can answer this really quickly and say there are numerous things culturally, right, within every culture that are going to have connotations and connections at times to, to sinful acts, to former 
pagan acts or former things that seem inappropriate. Mm -hmm. I'll give you, and this is in the Bible, and so this is why I can answer this so quickly. And I would say this would be one of them. Would be this would be akin to eating meat sacrifice to idols. Paul talks very clearly mm -hmm. about how there's absolutely nothing wrong with eating meat sacrificed to idols, mm -hmm. right? And yet, for some people, that was a big issue, right? Mm -hmm. If they came out of a pagan background where um, the reality of them purchasing meat, sacrificing meat and uh, to an idol, and now they're Christians and they realize the uh, the tremendous sin of idolatry— you know, they the, to to them their their heart is sensitive, their conscience is sensitive. They're they're not going to do that, mm -hmm. and so that's why Paul says, "Hey, if it if it bothers my brother to eat meat sacrificed to an idol, then don't buy that kind of meat. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, a Christian can go to the meat market, even though that meat has been purchased and and was offered as a sacrifice to an idol. Then they took it into the market to sell it. Mm -hmm. Right? He's like, it's not a big deal because idols are nothing. So it's like if if as a believer he said it's it's not a problem so i think this is in some ways similar to that right mm -hmm. it's like yeah i mean notwithstanding that when we're talking about winter solstice that was so long ago mm -hmm. i mean you're you know you're talking thousands of years ago right. that we're going back in history mm -hmm. and unearthing that nobody thinks of that mm -hmm. right now there's a handful of people no doubt and that's why the conversation every so often comes up. But it's like nobody looks at the Christmas tree and goes winter, sol winter solstice, right? Yeah. You know, by and large. So again, we're so far removed from that. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, that's not the culture. That's not the times. Even Paul was in the time when they were still sacrificing meat to idols. Mm -hmm. And he's in it. So it's near to him, mm -hmm. right? And he's saying, listen, it's, it's not a big deal. Now, if some if your if a brother or sister's conscience is pricked by that, then don't don't make them stumble, don't force them to sin, don't make them sin. You you abstain, right? Mm -hmm. But he said for you, if if your conscience is clear about that, he says, I'm telling you, it's not a big deal because idols are nothing by way of there is no other god but but God. So that's Paul in the context of when it was still happening. Mm -hmm. We're we're thousands of years from the context of when when uh, quote-unquote Christmas trees were used in the pagan winter solstice celebration. So I, I, I look at that and say, absolutely, there's, there's no correlation. Like, that's not what we're doing. We, there is absolutely no connection to it. Um, for me, it's a, it's a mute point. It's, and it's not even, it's not even uh, technically tethered to, um, to Christ, right? So you don't have to have a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. So it goes either way, right? If you don't have a Christmas tree, good on you. Right. And if you do, good on you. Because mm -hmm. it's not part of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. It's not part of the gospel. <clears throat> it's not part of his birth mm -hmm. in that sense. It's just a cultural aesthetic, a decoration mm -hmm. that uh, in our culture and at this time uh, we do around Christmas as part of our, as part of our preparation and decoration as we get ready to celebrate the holiday, mm -hmm. that's that's all it is. Mm -hmm. No different than uh, no different than putting out pumpkins and straw and corn at fall. You know, as we get ready to right. celebrate mm -hmm. harvest, right? Mm -hmm. We many of us put corn stalks up by our front door and some mm -hmm. hay bales and some pumpkins. Why? Because we're decorating to heighten and celebrate 
the seasonal change where we're heading into fall, you know, and Fourth of July, we hang American flags and mm-hmm. wear American flags on shirts and mm-hmm. for Memorial Day. I mean, that's just it's just part of the decoration. Right. And so uh, so having our Christmas trees even in our church and wreaths and garland and all those things, um, it doesn't connect it to the worship of Christ because we worship him every single day mm-hmm. and every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. But it does decorate it for the season. Right. And it and the season is the celebration of Christ. So we we incorporate it in, right? We've grandfathered the Christmas tree into mm-hmm. our cultural celebration of Christ. And so for us, it is tethered to that in, in, in the sense of for me, I expect it, right? In our home, we're celebrating the birth of Christ, and I know we're going to pull out the Christmas trees. We're going to set up the garland. We're going to do all the things Did you we say do. Pull out the Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would just imagine a, a man of your stature from West Virginia would pull out an axe to go get the Christmas tree. I have tree. done I'm that. I have done that many times, <laughs> but now a man of my of my schedule has been blessed. With a pre-lit tree, and I, I don't know if I ever go back, brother. It's, it takes you all, what, five minutes, ten minutes to get that It takes done me and... longer to crawl into the attic and pull it out wow. than it does to put it up. Wow. Yeah. Man. Now, Amy and the kids have the job to decorate it, but uh, mm-hmm. my job. No, but so, so yeah, that's the quick answer. It's mm-hmm. there, is, there is cultural nuance to it that is totally fine and mm-hmm. changes, right? right? I mean, you go to Sweden, you go to over some of our dear friends house who are from Sweden, you're going to see a tree hanging from their ceiling upside down because yeah. that's the way they do it in Sweden. That, that startled me the first time yeah, I saw yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, there's, again, it's cultural nuance, which is totally fine, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's nothing, there's nothing sacred about the tree mm-hmm. right now. Again, this is where I think some people want to make it more sacred and they develop poems and stories and take everything about the tree and tie it metaphorically to Christ and the crucifixion. And people do that with the candy cane. And there's all Mm -hmm. these stories. And, you know, some of them are fun to read and see the connections with the, with the candy cane and the red and the white and what it means. And, you know, I've never heard that before. Oh yeah. No, I mean, they'll tie the red to the blood and the white to the purity. And Uh, yeah. And so, I mean, these people do all kinds of these things, but those are just, those are just people trying to elevate the um, the custom, the culture, the decoration to a point of making it spiritual, which is totally fine for them in that in their home and in that moment as a teaching tool. But again, it's it's not biblical. I mean, we don't have candy canes and Christmas trees in the mm-hmm. Bible. We don't need them, right? We don't need them to celebrate Christ. And they could be for some people, again, like meat sacrificed idols. It could be an issue where their conscience is pricked. And and uh, and for them, it, it would not be helpful to put up a tree if they're convinced that it's a pagan issue. I would say don't put up a tree. Mm-hmm. I would say your conscience needs to be instructed. Your conscience is oversensitive. But uh, but I would encourage them. Yes, yeah, again, it's not needed, but it is not wrong. Right, right. Okay. Uh, uh, is there's this? I want to say legend because I keep hearing conflicting, uh, you know, viewpoints on it. The twelve days of Christmas. Yeah. Um. Apparently, it was supposed to be a theological lesson. That's why it came out. Is is that the case? I don't know. I haven't okay. heard that one. But I will say, um, uh, a number of the Puritans and. And uh, guys back in that day, um, w- not all of them, it, they were there were splits 
were not for the Christmas tree and other guys were. And mm-hmm. so there was, again, a divide. And and uh, Martin Luther actually was one of the ones, I, I don't know, he wasn't the originator, if I have the story correct, but he was one of the first ones that actually was the idea of putting lights on the tree. And, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And it actually, if I have my story correct, and um, I think he, it happened when he was walking through his his uh, a field or or uh, the woods and he saw the light coming in on the tree and he got this idea of putting a candle on the tree and yeah because yeah. a, a friend uh he's german and yeah. they light the, yeah they light put the, candles on the tree and yeah. that's and that came out of martin luther of course who's german and yeah again that's that cultural and that was i mean again i look at that I'm somebody who's very sensitive about safety, and yeah. I, I've always laughed and thought, who in the world thought it was a good idea to put a candle on a on a live tree that only gets more dead every single, you know, it gets, it gets brittle and, and, and... I know all too well it, how flammable, flammable exactly, those trees exactly. are. Exactly, but yeah. again, it's it just, the point is, it's not anti-Christ, it's not, it's not um, pagan, in what we do at all it's it's uh in many ways it's encouraging good good so uh and in the same breath of the christmas tree and you know the decorations and everything uh what about some of the songs so mm-hmm. um and this kind of kind of pulls in <laughs> uh the thoughts of you know like a lot of parents if you're listening you know I'm going to say something that you may or may not like about a certain person in a red suit. So uh, if you are still in that mindset, then just just know that this is something that you may not want them to hear because I'm going to talk about it. So now that was my disclaimer. So you have been warned. Um, My kids, they know. I've said it from the pulpit. So you're safe. (laughs) Well, there you go. Uh, He's not real. Okay, I, now that I know, but what I'm saying is, is it wrong for, you know, is it wrong for a Christian parent yeah. to go about telling the stories? Like for me, like I don't, they know that, that Santa Claus is not a real person sure. that, you know, and they try to, well, what about St. Nicholas and, you know, yeah. all those things? Well, yeah. you know, it's like, well, I know that there was a person that was in history that did certain things, but, you know, I don't mind, you know, having a conversation or watching a movie about Santa Claus or, yep. you know, Rudolph or, you know, yep. uh, Frosty the Snowman. I mean, for me coming up, that was a tradition. Like you watched it just like you watched Charlie Brown Christmas. You watched the claymation, you know, figurines and all those types. like you did that. Rudolph. So, yeah. Rudolph and all of those guys, you yeah. know. Burl Ives, man. Yep. Yeah, you, yeah. It's it's like my 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 Christmas. You're bringing me back, brother. My Christmas was not complete without Burl Ives. Oh man. man, like I had to hear his voice. Yeah. I Silver to, and gold, man. I can still hear it in my back. Yeah. Silver and gold. <laughs> there, it is. there it is. So and that's actually and he's floating around on yes. the uh, on the snow. And that uh, CD, that's actually Beverly's favorite Christmas CD. Yeah. So if if I if I can play music. You know, like to, you know, just to just to kind of make her like smile. It's yeah. like just, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, Amazon device. Play some, play Burrow Live Christmas, <laughs> and it just comes on, and she just just rocking back. She loves it. So Herbie, man, huh? Herbie, 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 the the the, the dentist that pulls out the oh, uh, yeah, 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 
the yeah, teeth yeah. of the abominable oh, snowman. Oh man, see, yeah, see, is it wrong to watch those? Is it wrong to tell those stories? And I'm saying this as a person who is, you know, catechizing my children, who sure. is reading, you know, things that you know that you know stories, scriptural, you know, scriptures to the to the, my kids. Is it wrong for us to be? a part of that, a part of the celebration. Okay, so I'm going to answer it this way just because of to pull in the full audience of whoever that is out there mm-hmm. so I don't mislead anybody or don't or don't confuse anybody. And I would say it could be wrong, okay. right? I, w- I would say, again, it's, it's exactly what we just, the conversation we just finished about the Christmas tree. It could be wrong if, if, if the Christmas tree is a distraction from Christ, right? If if any decoration or any celebration takes away from Christ, then mm-hmm. it would be wrong, right? If it's mm-hmm. a replacement of Christ, if even the traditions, let's just say whatever they are, mm-hmm. right? Whatever, whatever, and we all have them, right? We all have many of them. And whatever tradition may be in your home at Christmas, if it replaces Christ, it's an idol, and it's utter. I mean, which mean, which means it's utterly wrong, right? Mm-hmm. That's what an idol is. Anything that replaces God, anything that gets in the way of God, anything that d- diminishes God, distracts God, and becomes your focus. That's mm-hmm. idolatry. Right. So, absolutely, anything can become that, mm-hmm. and uh, and a Christmas tree and and all that goes with it could be, including this. What you're talking about, the music, the stories, the again, it really is cultural, right? Every culture has these things. For us, it was the whimsical stuff you just mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just, again, it's part of the cultural makeup of of where we are. And uh, the sad reality is, for many, this is where it gets confusing and where it could be wrong. For many, that is Christmas. I've mm. preached it, not preached it, but it's been part of sermons I've preached here when I've talked about this, that for most people, Christmas isn't Christ, even for Christians. Christmas is the traditions. Hmm. Christmas is the tree, the stockings, the stuffing, the the pumpkin roll, the cookies, and all the family coming in. I mean, it's going to hit hard. It's going to hit hard this year at COVID. Why? Because a lot of the traditions are going to be taken away, hmm. just as they just were with Thanksgiving. But it, I think it's going to be even harder at Christmas because it seems to me like we're headed closer to lockdowns and shutdowns and, and more division. And so what that's going to mean is Christmas you're going to be left with a Christmas with almost nothing but Christ. Hmm. And you're going to watch people struggle because all of the addendums to Christmas are being taken away. And then what's going to happen is those addendums are going to be seen for what they've always been. They're the Christmas that most people celebrate. They enjoy getting together. They enjoy the meals. They enjoy all of the hoopla which in and of themselves is not wrong, Mm -hmm. but what they have failed to realize is that for them is Christmas rather than the celebration and the remembrance and and the rejoicing in the miraculous, majestic, undeserved, uh, awesome story and blessing of the incarnate uh, God coming to earth, right? Because when everything's taken away and that's all you have, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't lose Christmas because you can't take him away. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I would say it could be if that's your life, if that's your joy, if that's your peace, if that's your worship, right? Yeah. Meaning if that elevates you into the, here you go, ready? This, I know I'm stepping on some toes, but you opened the can of worms, so it's your fault. 
But if if Burl Ives, if the Christmas tree, if the uh, Frosty the Snowman or whatever it is, if it takes that to put you in the, quote, Christmas spirit, if it takes that to turn on Christmas joy, you're in a world of hurt. Mm. You You have lost sight maybe never even known hmm. what Christmas is all about. Mm-hmm. Now, if if Christmas spirit, Christmas joy, <laughs> whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an ambiguous, uh, undefined term that culturally we throw around. But that sense, right, of, of ecstatic anticipation that Christmas and all holidays bring of what's coming in, in the future of that day or whatever, then if that comes... Because you're dwelling on Christ, you're considering Christ, you're you're meditating on the amazing, which is the incomprehensible and undeniable nature of the incarnation, which there is absolutely nothing to compare it with. The incarnation is is the most majestic miracle of all time. Mm-hmm. There is nothing to. I mean, you can't even fathom the depth of God putting on flesh. Hmm. and yet remaining God. Mm-hmm. How how can that be? Yeah. How can you meditate on that enough? You can't. How can you praise God enough? You can't. Mm-hmm. So so I say it could be because the Christmas tree and all the ornaments and all that stuff can easily, easily replace the, the, the mesmerizing nature of the majesty of Christ and subtly, I, I think I even, if I recall in one of my sermons last year on Christmas, I talked about the subtle nature of the, of the replacement of Christ with tradition. Mm. Most of us worship tradition. We love the food. We love the gatherings. We love all of the stuff and we really don't love Christ. It's really not about Christ. Mm. And so that that is when it is wrong, right? But that being the case, if you really are focused on Christ and you're loving Christ and it's all about Christ, and yet these things are just again part of the culture. It's it's where we live, it's what we do, it's 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 the addendum, right? We mm-hmm. tack it onto our life cuz it is fun. It is it, it is uh, crazy. It is exciting and you know, to have the meals and to decorate the tree and to decorate the house and sing songs and have Burl Ives in the background mm-hmm. and and uh, and even to watch Frosty the Snowman and laugh and you know and do like I do and point out where it's all wrong and it's ridiculous <laughs> and but I mean that's part of the tradition now our right. kids expect it right they love it you know and right. and so again and and there's a sense in which again there's nothing wrong with that right because. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like eating meat sacrificed. We know it's nothing, right? And again, I, I am una, unashamedly, uh, uh, unashamedly passionate about parents telling their children early on that Santa Claus is not real, mm-hmm. right? Now you can read them a book with it, and you're surely going to see him. We had Santa Claus. You, I'm sure you saw. Uh, the the Santa Claus went through the neighborhood on the fire truck. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a buoy tradition. Yeah, it was people on uh the uh, next door app like, what is going on in Bowie? Like, how many emergencies are they having? It's like, welcome to Bowie because you have obviously never seen Santa Claus on the back of a fire truck. I've been here for five years. This is how foreign it is to me. I've been here for five years. It happens every year. And I, I was up in my office working. I'm going. 
man, that must be a serious fire. Right. Lord, help them. Help <laughs> right. that person wherever it is. And then all of a sudden, I hear Amy downstairs and go, is this when Santa Claus is coming yep. through? And I thought, that's exactly what it yep. is. So, yep. Yep. Anyway. It's a buoy thing. Yeah. But, yep. I mean, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my kids ran out to the yard and – did they throw? Did they throw uh, the um, the candy canes this time? Yeah, they, they see. By the time they got to my house, he had no more candy canes. Yeah, well, well, I can tell you why. Because most of them ended up in my yard. You walked by this morning. You should have picked some up because they were still in the yard. They were every, They were everywhere. I'm like, <laughs> how many kids were out? That he was just throwing candy canes. So Callie looks up and she's like, he he didn't throw candy canes this year. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, it might be because of COVID. But yeah. I'm sitting. But I'm walking. And I'm like. Wait, this they're all packaged. So yes, he could have thrown and he threw all the candy canes before he got to our house. And ours wasn't even the end of the line. No. I'm he, like, this is crazy. He uh yeah, the boys went out this morning with we were out in the yard working and they found about a dozen oh, more. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah so they, many. So they were they called it the Christmas surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so yeah. anyway, so back to the question. Gotcha. It could it could be wrong, but Christ being the focus and and Christ being the point, and Christ being clearly understood, um, then yeah, I mean it's just part of the culture. It's it's part of reality. It's it's um, it's the reality of the world in which we live in. And yeah. so uh, yeah, so it's not it's not wrong to know those things and mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy those things when they are put in their right place, right? It's it's yeah. it's like any other story you read or Mm -hmm. or thing like that you have to understand it you have to see it for what it is Mm -hmm. fiction nonfiction, you know and be able to articulate that to your kids and teach them again it's a teaching tool Mm -hmm. and then you teach them and and i mean i've said it from the pulpit many times you teach them the danger of santa claus right and the correlation that you know this is a replacement there is a there is a clear delineation that that uh santa claus almost said satan claus santa claus i I almost did but like like you can see it where you know you can see the correlation where he is easily a replacement for jesus right Uh you know his omnipotence he sees everything his omniscience right he knows everything and Really, almost his omnipresence. I mean, how in the world does he give all these presents out all on one night, right? You yeah. know, so you see that, and uh, and yet, of course, it's ludicrous because there is no comparison. And mm-hmm. but I mean, you can see how that plays on people's minds, and and of course, the reality at the end of the day is most people's view of God is nothing more. I mean, this is so so sad. But yes, so real. Most people's view of God is nothing more than a cosmic Santa Claus, mm. where God, in their mind, is Santa Claus mm-hmm. at a at a spiritual level. That's yeah. all it is. You're That's right. their view. Mm-hmm. Well, that, again, you see the danger that this figurine and this and this uh, fictional character has brought into people's mind. But it's not him. It's their depraved, you know, blinded darkened soul right and so they just it just falls right into that but it's up but again the joy of being a biblical parent who doesn't run from the culture rightfully protects their children from the culture but Mm -hmm. also 
proactively understands the culture and then aggressively confronts it mm-hmm. with their children and says, no, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. You don't think that, you don't, you don't believe that, and here's why. And you teach them, right? Mm-hmm. Versus trying to huddle them up in a corner and hide them from it. You can't do that. And none of us strong enough to do that, right? It comes in to our homes through every avenue there is, through the internet, through the TV, through the media, through the blogs, through their phones, through, it's like sooner or later, you can only hide them for so long. Mm-hmm. You it, it, Biblical, it was never about hiding them. It was always about instructing them mm-hmm. and preparing them mm-hmm. so that one day you can release them mm-hmm. so that they can go and do the same, right? right? Now, there's, there's wisdom in that, and there's ways to do that, and there's a proper timing to do that, but you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And so some of this is a timing issue, and, and there is an innocence that young kids have, and, and uh, you know, you— you just nurture that as an as a parent but there comes a time in that kid's life when it's time to say all right yeah you understand he's not real and this whole thing of lying to your kids for some reason parents think it's okay it's bad to lie but as long as it's about santa claus it's okay (laughs) or the tooth fairy or the tooth fairy or whatever right and it's like yeah come on man no don't do that never don't don't lie to your kids about anything, mm-hmm. right? Now, again, you can have fun with the character, and and and, but you got to be real. You know mm-hmm. this is wrong. I mean, my kids lose a tooth. Yeah, they get money under their pillow, but they and and they'll laugh. Oh, look, the tooth fairy came by. They know exactly where it came from, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's it, it's truth, right? I, I was putting uh, one of my kids lost their tooth, and uh, I you know I slipped into the room in the middle of the night to give them. You know their their dollar, uh, <laughs> and the kid looked up to me. He's like, "Hey, Dad," and went back to sleep. Yep. And I was like, "Well, now they know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really a tooth fairy. It's just me." Here's so. the thing that I think all of us, parents, most specifically, but all of us have to have to wake up to, and children need to see this. Mm-hmm. And this is where parents, I think, are really in danger. And this is, again, where it's, it can be wrong and often is wrong. Children watch their parents get more excited about Santa Claus and the traditions mm-hmm. and the excitement of Christmas more than they do the celebration of Christ. Yeah. And children see that. They see it. They follow it. They learn it. Children are, gonna, children are sinners. They're selfish. They're, they're totally... Uh, uh, the world revolves around one person, and it's not Christ, it's them. Mm-hmm. So we expect that, and there's a reality of Christmas that actually feeds that. And mm-hmm. that's one thing, That's actually the thing I, I despise about Christmas the most, mm-hmm. is that it, just, it actually creates more selfishness uh, than, than, uh, than I even want to admit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Especially in our children. Mm-hmm. And I do all I can to combat it, but it's a losing battle. Every year when grandparents are in the scene, I hate it. I hate it. I, I mean, I really do. It's, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. Anyway, so, but the reality is what our children need to see, right, mm-hmm. is they need to see that whatever you're going to do with, with Santa Claus and, and all the cultural uh, decorations and, and decor that go with the season, whatever whatever that is in your life, they need to see and they need to know that nothing can compare with Christ. Yeah. That's the key. That 
why would we even begin to get excited about some fat man in a red suit mm-hmm. when we have Christ? Yeah. Like, that's the issue. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, let's talk about this guy. He knows nothing, can do nothing. He's impotent. I mean, just just in his physiological state, he can't go down a chimney mm-hmm. and he can't climb a roof. Especially and if he, you don't have a chimney. Yes, and he can't <laughs> and he can't do more than ten homes in one night. Right. Right? He's gonna have a heart attack and die. So it's <laughs> like you can have that. Right. And then what's he gonna give you? A boxed up chocolate mm-hmm. or a teddy bear? Or you can have the savior of your soul mm-hmm. because you're headed to an eternal dungeon burning weeping and gnashing of teeth in hell and this one over here he came from heaven he's the god man mm-hmm. and it, so i mean that's that's the reality of parenting you got to show them mm-hmm. that that this is the best santa claus is the best the world can offer you wow look at him and gaze see him this is it. Mm-hmm. Watch the shows. This is the best the world will offer you. Now turn and look at Christ. Yep. That's the best that heaven is. Mm-hmm. He is it. Look at him. See him for who he is. Understand. Now go look at yourself and see only one can answer your greatest need. Mm-hmm. This guy, he's just like you. He's an awful sinner. This one over here is the most holy one. Never sin. He's the only one that can take away your sin. Like that's that's where you take these cultural nuances and you use them and you uh, involve your children into them in a way that shepherds them mm-hmm. towards Christ. You have to teach them that, but then you have to show them mm-hmm. in your love for the Lord and your celebration. When they see you singing the songs, they ought to see your heart twinkle. They ought to see the tears roll off your eyes when you're singing about Emmanuel, God with us. Like they ought to see, they ought to see the joy on your face. But if they don't, but then all of a sudden you start singing jingle bells and you get all excited, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Yeah, I've watched it. I've mm-hmm. watched people who claim to be Christians get all excited and giddy about Frosty, Rudolph, and Jingle Bells, and then you start talking about Emmanuel. You start talking about O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which is like one of the best Christmas hymns ever, and they're just like, what What song is that? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what does that mean? Oh, yeah, I'll sing that. And, you, and it's like, Come on, man. Mm-hmm. This is what it's about. Yeah. And that's what their children see. That's the danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went, I went too long on that. Sorry. It's, it's okay. I, I mean, it's not like I didn't expect you to give me a good answer. <laughs> you know, I expect it. So, yeah. I take as long as, take as much, as, as many minutes as you need. I will say this, though. Uh, what I want to do is I'm going to end here. And uh, we're going to come back next time. And the next question I'm going to ask him will be on the next one because I want to keep this short and I'm going to do another short one. So thank you all for tuning in today to the Truth Talks podcast. If you uh, like it, please subscribe and then also leave a uh, five star review for us so more people can see it and also share this this podcast with a friend of yours. All right. So uh, we'll be back next time. And now here is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hello, my name is Kelly Ball. And this is the gospel of Jesus Christ in French. Uh, salut tout le monde. Uh, mon nom c'est Kelly et je veux vous présenter l'évangile de Jésus-Christ en français. L'évangile biblique commence avec Dieu. De rien, Dieu créa toutes choses, y compris vous et moi, pour lui faire plaisir. Son objectif pour nous, l'humanité, était d'aimer, obéir et de se réjouir parfaitement de lui. 
au lieu de ceci, l'homme pécha contre notre créateur d'amour et se comporta en rebelle. Puisque Dieu est bon et juste, il doit punir le péché qui mérite un punissement conscient et éternel en enfer sur sa colère. Mais Dieu, étant rempli de pitié, d'amour et de grâce, avait un plan de punir le péché pour ainsi être un juste juste. Mais il a pardonné les pécheurs et a ainsi montré la pitié. En envoyant son propre fils, Jésus-Christ, son propre égal et son enfant éternel pour prendre la chair humaine. Remplissant ainsi sa parfaite demande à la place des pécheurs, en aimant, obéissant et jouissant parfaitement de lui. En plus, Jésus porta la totale colère de Dieu sur la croix en satisfaisant la colère éternelle de Dieu, prenant ainsi la place des pécheurs même comme il était lui-même parfait sans péché. Dieu montra son acceptance du sacrifice de Jésus en le ressuscitant des morts dans la tombe le troisième jour. Maintenant, Jésus commande le monde de partout dans le monde de se répentir, se tourner du péché et croire lui faire confiance. Ceci est l'échange glorieux. Mes chers frères et sœurs, ceci est l'échange glorieux. Dieu donc charge la perfection de Jésus-Christ au pécheur et ne le regarde plus le pécheur comme ennemi, mais comme des filles et fils adoptés couverts dans la parfaite droiture de son Fils. On peut maintenant avoir la paix avec Dieu et pour toujours avoir la vie éternelle avec lui. Ceci est pour toute personne, dans toute culture et toute langue, à tout temps. Donc, notre réponse à cette bonne nouvelle est répentance et foi. Encore notre réponse est répentance et foi. Chers écouteurs, maintenant il est temps, maintenant est le jour du salut. Tournez-vous de vos péchés, croyez au Seigneur Jésus-Christ et aujourd'hui réconciliez-vous avec Dieu. Merci pour votre attention. Thanks for tuning in today. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment. If you have a question, please send them to the Truth Talks Podcast at gmail.com. Visit our Instagram and Twitter at the Truth Talks Podcast and visit our website at bellcroftbiblechurch.org. Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. A ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church.